0: Welcome to the DBS Films Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look into making indie films. Learn from DBS Films about their process, tips, and fun stories that all come with making multiple movies a reality. Hey everybody, welcome to the DBS Films Podcast. My name is Kellen, with me as always is my brother Brendan. Together we make movies with the DBS Films. Today's episode, we're going into part two of our expectations for The Bigfoot Project. It's our 14th movie. In the first episode, we talked about kind of the details, how we want the special effects. We're excited to work with the staff, and we're going to be focusing in on that climax when it comes to the movie. So in this episode, we're really just going to kind of talk in general, you know, what we hope for The Bigfoot Project as a movie. I think every single time that we have a movie, as you mentioned before, it's kind of like a base model. So, like, we always have like bigger concepts and things like that. That would be really cool. So, we're going to kind of talk about that for a little bit. That being said, be sure to take a look at our Discord channel online because we make movies for our fans with our fans. If you ever want to be part of the movie making action, you ever want to be on set with us, behind the scenes, any of those things? Well, all you got to do: download Discord, click the link in the bio, join us, and you'll be part of the action. Also, be sure to take a look at Forest of Death. This is on Amazon. You go ahead and rent and review it. Means the world to us because it means we get to make more movies and cast more people from our community. So as I was kind of mentioning, you know, Bigfoot, I think what's cool with this one is like this is a really first specific lore, I would say to us. I mean, yes, Shapeshifter. Yes, but shapeshifter's still there. I would say if we did like a Wendigo and really kind of looked at the rumors or something like that, that would be a little bit different. Um, But I guess in this episode, I kind of want to see, you know. What are our thoughts for you know what this would do as a movie and a concept? And then also what we would take it if we do a 2.0 and 3.0. So let's start with, you know, how we think it's gonna do. And I'm actually willing to put a little bit of bets that I think it's gonna do very well. And the reason for that is you say the word Bigfoot and you tend to get an audience of people. Now, there are a lot of Bigfoot movies out there, mainly documentaries and mainly found footage. Um, I did watch Monstrous, which was a Bigfoot movie. It was an indie film. you see how Monstrous? Okay, I see that. Dan,
1: Dan, Dan Wemple Dan is the director and he does a lot. He has a lot of cool movies. Um, he's done a Skinwalker one. He's done a couple of really cool movies. Um, he's out with Uncorked and he has some stuff on Shudder. But his stuff was really cool.
0: They have some good movies in there. All right, Dan, I'm going to be watching the rest of your movies because I watched that one this week. Um, you don't really see a lot of Bigfoot cin- or cinematic ones. It, it really is kind of, you know, with the nature of catching something like the Bigfoot one there. So I guess the first question is, you know, what are kind of your expectations? Because I think this is, you know, we always say try and find a, a built in audience. And I think we have a very built in audience here.
1: Yeah, Bigfoot does really well. Um, I've been trying to make a Bigfoot uh, movie for a little bit now, but you'll always see on the top 100 of Amazon, you'll see some Bigfoot stuff, you'll see either a mockumentary, a documentary or some kind of Bigfoot movie. And I think it's twofold. Number one, I think people just really like Bigfoot. But I also think that like, you know, we talked about this before, we, you know, people who want to watch movies, you kind of want to know what you're getting into. And I think the difference between Force to Death with a Skinwalker and a Shapeshifter is there's not really an established lore of that kind of creature. Yes, there's a Wendigo, Chupacabra, um, Skinwalker, a whole bunch of stuff, but they're all kind of segmented and can go in different directions. And some people may like Skinwalkers and some people want to see a Shapeshifter. So there's just a lot of variation with that kind of creature. With a Bigfoot, you have the Bigfoot, which is the skunk ape, and you have Bigfoot, which is Bigfoot. And then you have, I think there's like one from Michigan and another one from Utah. Um, But they're pretty much a giant creature. It's pretty much the same thing. Just call them different things. So if you watch a movie about Bigfoot, you know you're going to get Bigfoot. There's not a lot of variation in the actual lore. There's not a lot of variation in the actual creature. So you know what you're kind of getting. And I think that honestly it helps out a lot. I think that that's the reason why people really like the Bigfoot stuff. They know what they're going to watch. They know they're going to get Bigfoot, they're going to get some kind of cool stuff, you're going to get a lot of lore. So, I'm excited for that. Um I'm going it's going to be exciting to give our own spin on it. Um we the more I'm talking to the actors, the more I'm researching the Bigfoot lore itself, I think we kind of bring our own little DBS spin onto this uh, creature. And for the first time, we might actually give the creature a little bit of backstory, which I'm kind of excited to do. I think it might work out a little bit um, because we've always told, because even the witch in forest of uh, horror in the forest doesn't really have a backstory. than she just takes kids. Um, and we've had backstory in like the murder or not the murder house, uh, the suicide house. No, but it was messy. The murder house was probably our best really? backstory for like what's going on, but it wasn't a creature, that was a person. So we've really haven't for the creatures, we haven't done it. But we've gotten that feedback before where they're like, What is the shapeshifter? What's his objective? And it's like, oh no, like here we go with the cabin 13. Like, why are these people doing it? They're just doing it, man. They're just out there trying to get sunny. Um, you gotta leave it at that. But People really want that stuff, so we're going to try and experiment with it and just see how far we can go and give it the touch that it needs to give the the creature maybe a little bit of backstory.
0: Yeah, and as much as you try and defend that, it is something where you watch girl in cabin 13 it's like one of those weird images where you can never really focus on it um but yeah no i i agree i think murder house did have the most solid one um if you're watching on youtube i was shaking my head like crazy over into the forest and suicide house because yes we did have a backstory but we failed to do what you need to do with all movies that we kind of mentioned is you pick one thing and you repeat it three times you don't just say random lines together because there was a huge backstory but no one knew what was going on so you got to kind of be precise of it so i do agree i think it is going to be something where we know you have you know what you're going to get it's already trending well it's doing good i think the next thing is i think found footage people are going to like it i'm really hoping that you know we already get a lot of love from the found footage movie group there um we're still kind of new and to be fair the only found footage movie we had was into the forest out there really that we were kind of showing them that was getting some love i think suicide house has been on there once or twice but like into the forest got back on tubi so we were pushing it a little bit it was there um i think we kind of lost a little credibility (laughs) with uh the murder house uh because we had the footage was found but it's not a traditional found footage movie it's kind of like a hybrid one so people were like what's going on with this one but i think we're gonna have horror in the forest we're gonna have the roger project and we're going to have you know, Bigfoot, and I think we're really going to start to build up with the found footage community, and honestly, I love those found footage community. I think the found footage community is probably the closest community of indie film lovers that I've seen. I mean, again, we always talk about the difference between a Hollywood movie and an indie film, and most people, when they see indie films, they just feel like gross, and they don't want to continue watching it because they compare it to a Hollywood budget film, and I think there's so few of those indie people that are kind of like us that look for a cinematic indie movie is kind of like their go-to whereas the found footage crew they're all about it man they support indie directors they're in there they're all about it so what are your thoughts on kind of how this movie is going to do with our our growing found footage group and again huge shout out to ashley for you know enlightening us in this group and kind of being a liaison for us but i mean i love that group out there they do some really great stuff and they support indie artists
1: yeah, I think that the found footage group really for a while was the last army of people who really liked indie uh, indie movies because a lot of found footage is indie because it's so cheap and easy to do. But now seeing the growth of them and the rise of Tubi, I think they're going to really lead what I hope is the independent revolution where it's just people who are more interested in cool concepts and cool stories and are willing to get forgive a little production value to have something that's unique, something that's not Hollywood eyes, that's not a sequel. And I think as the cost of the cameras come down, as more independent filmmakers continue to make movies, I think that gap between the production of an indie film to a Hollywood film is going to continue to close. And I think You know, I'm really hoping that indies are the ones that are kind of leading the next uh, revolution as far as what's going to happen with the streaming platforms. I think Tubi's done a good job of exposing um, indie filmmakers, giving them exposure. And I think some of these Facebook groups and communities have really embraced indie filmmakers. And that's a really good thing. And we want to keep that going. And we try our best, really excited to hopefully be able to cement ourselves in the found footage group to make stuff that um, they enjoy, fun features that, they, that they're gonna like and just obviously get their feedback and improve. But I think having a core audience like that is super crucial to us. Cause if we have, you know, we have the discord already but if we have the discord plus a found footage group plus maybe like the free Tubi people who really support indie filmmakers that's a really solid three um, communities that really support indie group, our uh, filmmakers that we can really kind of utilize to get a lot of visibility to obviously bring in more discord members to our movies and to you know get a lot of feedback to make better movies.
0: A hundred percent. I will say this. Um. You're in that found footage group, you give us a review, our eyes are going to read it and we appreciate it. And uh, again, you hear that music, you know whose fault it is. It's that guy right there. He's the one adding the music there. I'm not part of that process. You can go ahead and attack him, please. That being said, um, you know, let's talk Bigfoot. I think, again, I love creature in lore. The reason Devil in the Room is my favorite of the Hateful Eight is I think it has a good lore. It's got a sleep demon in it. Yeah, there's not really a backstory, but you have a specific monster with a weakness and something you have to go ahead and attack and whatnot. Now, I don't think we're there when it comes to this one, because, hey, we're taking it nice and easy, which is the way that you need to do as a filmmaker. But when you look at a Bigfoot 2.0 or a Bigfoot 3.0, you know, I, I think the cool thing with this one is, like, there's just a lot of legs for it. And, you know, if it ends up working, it's found footage. You know, this, I, I I really, if I have to pick one of the four that we're making here that I think has the most potential for us to be like, all right, you know, horror in the Bigfoot 2. Electric Boogaloo is coming out of this one because I think it's going to do really, really well. And, I mean, scaling it up you know we invest like we invested in the mask we invest in the suit we got a 7 foot tall guy sir ducks a lot in our discord he's like i am ready this is my calling i'm excited for that potentially to to happen but i just think this could be something and you know to kind of shout out to horror in the high desert um you know they had a movie they had a, a an indie film that they did and huge success launched a sequel and realistically they're kind of made off of the the brand equity that they've established with that so I mean if we have a really good Bigfoot movie there's not saying that I, it can be brought back so I think what I'm basically saying here is if I had to place my chips I see the Bigfoot movie as being the first found footage sequel that we do from this next bunch here what do you think yeah,
1: I don't know if it will be ready for a sequel, but we'll definitely prep it. So I definitely seen,
0: you know, this Cav- caveat real quick there. I think would you if one of these ideas does really, really well for the found footage ones that we do, including Roger Project, like let's say Horror in the Forest just crushes it or Roger Project just crushes it or any of them just crush it. Would you move it up in the pipeline or would you just say, ah, no, I'm, I'm done with that idea. I'm not too excited.
1: No, we'd move it up and I definitely would move Bigfoot up. But I definitely think that the business model seeing Horror in the Forest or Horror in the Forest, uh, Horror in the High Desert, um, and how it had success. And you know, some of these sequels, Bad Ben is another one that cranks oh, yeah. out a whole bunch of them. Um there's another one that's really good. I can't remember off the top of my head. Hell House
0: LLCs cranked out like four. I mean, the goats. Yeah, but there's
1: there's another one that's done. Like Blackwell Ghost
0: has done oh, like yeah. some of
1: them. Um, I think our model next year is going to change a little bit. As in, we've done enough of these 2.0 ones to the point where we can kind of branch out and try and make mini series where the first one ends on a cliffhanger, or there can be a continuation story to that. Um, and we can continue to just add those. So if we have, for example, six movies that have cliffhangers or continuations, we could do six in one year. And then the next year you add a two, a second version or a sequel to all six of those, um, I think is something that is very possible, very realistic that we can do. Because with each one, you get stronger and you get better. It's what we do in the publishing uh, industry, we make very deep series The problem with movies is that if you make one and, you know, kind of flops, you're kind of in trouble. But I think with our model and how we're doing these things and how we're moving forward very meticulously, I'd like to explore that opportunity. I do think Bigfoot with the lore and the proper characters and the proper story can definitely be one where we can make two to three movies, maybe four, um, that are all highly engaging, that tell a complete story and that are very satisfying for the audience
0: yeah i i definitely think it's set up there maybe we need to adjust the script for a little bit of a cliffhanger does drew make it out alive or not we shall see maybe there's already
1: a cliffhanger in there
0: oh look at this guy um so with that being said you know i think the kind of the last thing i want to really talk about with this one is um you know we're in the groove of found footage and I just think, you know, where we're at, we talk about it with DBS point one um, all the time in the sense of like, you know, how we're developing and growing right there. Um, But I just see it as. These concepts are going to be ones that, you know, nothing stopping us, you know, from really investing a lot more when it comes to potentially taking a concept and making it cinematic. I mean, you know, that's something where I think another element to it is, you know, if these ideas do really really well then you can apply the budget and we always talk about it. i'm not even talking about the 2.0 sequel i'm talking about you know 5 years down the mix here um you know there hasn't been a real big cinematic bigfoot movie to my knowledge i haven't done much due diligence or research on it but like i just think it could be the case where you know what i think you're going to start seeing potentially is more organic ideas that people are craving that just get rejected by Hollywood for whatever reason could start coming to light. So, again, this is kind of like, you know, five years down the road. DBS is massive. We're doing big things. We're making big movies, all that fun stuff. And we're going to remember, yeah, you know, Bigfoot Project was a cornerstone in the foundation that we were laying for DBS 1.0. Let's go ahead and bring it to life with the million dollar budget. And I think this is kind of going to what you were saying when we we're talking about the writer's strike and everything, where I think there could be a revolution of unique ideas coming up from these indie communities. And if they do get the chance to develop and spread. So I guess my point in this question is you know, I see a badass Bigfoot movie where, you know, he's crushing stuff, he's chucking cars, he's doing stuff. You get a lot of visuals there, things like that. And I think the cool thing with this is if people support this film if people support DBS and they love these ideas we will keep that to heart it's almost kind of like you know if you watch and review our movies and you like it and you continue to support it this just means that when we get bigger and better not a little knock to some of the directors out there, but I find a lot of times what happens is, you know, when directors and stuff on the Hollywood scare make a good movie, they then go off and make their passion project with, yes, we have our passion projects that, you know, we kind of do talk about, but in the same sense, I feel like we'll never forget the movies that made us and having, you know, something like Bigfoot or something like that. And if you really like Bigfoot, if you really like this concept, you want to see it much bigger and better. Well, you know, supporting us now, supporting this one now I see us really, you know, in the future making a big, big cinematic version of this if it does well enough. What are kind of your thoughts on, you know, those ideas scaling? I think it's a really great way for people to kind of see the movie that they want to see. Well, I
1: think all our ideas scale um, because we they start at ground zero, so it's it's not <laughs> easy, easy to
0: scale when you got nothing, man. It's not
1: hard to put like a piece of plywood on the ground and step on it, and we've scaled up. <laughs> So it's not, it's not difficult. Um, that being said, I do think like what ITN distribution is doing with Winnie the Pooh. Um, and I haven't watched that movie yet, but it's got a built-in audience. You know who Winnie the Pooh is. And it's just pretty much an indie movie that they just scaled up and got to theaters and it, you know, they made it really cheap and it's made a couple of million bucks. I think that's a, an obtainable model for a lot of indie filmmakers um as in not the highest of reach for them but for i think you're gonna start to see a lot of these really cheap independent movies and cheap not bad cheap as in like lower budget under a hundred thousand dollars start to get bigger distribution with theaters because there's no risk if it just doesn't sell then you cut it real quick and you're not out a ton of money but you saw it with Skinamarink, you saw it with Outwaters, you saw it with Blood and Honey. For the first time, I'm actually seeing like true independent movies start to fill in some of those Hollywood movies because the Hollywood, you know, slate isn't really there because you have Disney releasing straight to you know their platforms, HBO releasing straight to their platforms that some of these theaters are looking for content. And I think if you know the right people, if the math works out properly, if you have that built-in audience that'll go to movie theaters, I think you'll be really successful. And I wouldn't say, I think the next step for DBS is to really get the 1,000 downloads, 1,000 reviews on day one. That is the next step. But I think after that, if we can get big enough to be able to pack one theater in a whole bunch of bigger cities, just one theater, one night, one Friday, we can launch our stuff over the weekend and have a weekend opening in all these theaters. I think that's completely viable. It's completely possible if we can cultivate and build that fan base. And that opens up a whole another can of worms for us because now we have for one weekend, a successful uh, launch and movie theater tickets They cost a lot to rent these theaters, but the tickets come back a lot. And I think that gives us not only a lot of prestige, a lot of reps, it allows us to get our Discord people in theaters, on movies, in movie theaters, Uh, I think we can get there. But I think the first step is just getting that 1000 people uh, on the streaming launches. If you could show me we got 1000 fans, you know, I'm willing to scale up and do marketing pushes in all these big cities. But I do think that maybe that's the the DBS 3.0 model. Can we get a successful three day theater run um, similar to like what Winnie the Pooh did?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's really the case there. Again, the Quest for 1000 is our first step with that being said. Good timing because I'm about to post the for- or Horror in the Forest launch pledge tonight. So again, be sure to go ahead and sign up for that. That's really kind of it, guys. You know, again, we're going to keep making movies. We're going to keep on doing this. Um, With that being said, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Be sure to take a look at our Discord channel online. Be sure to go ahead and, um, you know, join us because that's where we do all of our auditions, all the fun thing. Also, be sure to watch Force Death. Come on, guys. Support Indie Film. You rent it. You watch it. You review it. We take on the Hollywood machine. That's kind of the way it works. That being said, it's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. But until then, have a good one.